0: Five, four, three, two, one. We are live with Matthew Steeples. Thanks for joining us, everybody. There's been scandal after scandal with TV presenters for some reason. I don't know what's in the water. And we've got this thing going viral The Sound of Freedom, which many people have asked us to cover. So after Matthew has come on, we're going to be going over to that with two other guests, including Mel Kay. But Matthew is here for now. Thanks for coming on, Matthew. I've just read your article at the Steeple Times. Link is in the description box for what you're saying about Dan Wooten. And what have you got to add to that?
1: Well, I think Mr. Wooten is somebody who um, has questions to answer. He's not Mr. Innocent. I know a lot of your followers will say, oh, he's the nice man who exposed Megan and all the rest of it. But... I'm terribly sorry to tell you, he is a piece of trailer trash. It's a shame that he had to behave in the way he did. I find his behavior shocking and appalling. This is a man who picked on a lady, a lovely lady, that did no harm to anyone. A woman that was the voice of the nation. A woman that we all adored. A lady called Susan Boyle. You don't need to pick on an elderly lady who happened to be able to sing very well. But Dan Wotton did that. He called her a volatile piece of rubbish that went shopping at Tesco and went on the bus. Now, that is not a nice thing to do. Dan Wotton is a bully. There is nothing wrong with going on a bus. I go on a bus quite often. I like buses. I've got no problem with buses. I also go shopping at Tesco. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and, And there's nothing wrong with being Susan Ball. But he had a problem with all three things. I say he's a bad person.
0: So, Matthew, he has come out and said that he is a victim of a witch hunt over claims he offered money for beep images.
1: The violins play, as usual, for the, the usual piece of towrag, rag who thinks he's above everything and he can downgrade everybody else. Pathetic piece of scum. What a piece of rubbish Dan Witton is. Dan, I don't care whether da, Dan Witton may be found innocent or guilty of all the other things, but he picked on an old lady. That's not nice. It's not right. It's wrong. He is a bad person. And I don't care what all your viewers have to say, who may well hate me for speaking out because I know a lot of them love Dan Watson because, oh, he's GB News. Well, GB News should be ashamed of themselves for employing this dreadful man who is. Insulted an old lady. And then they also should be ashamed because Dan Wooten also victimized a person that many of them seem to love. Um, his name is Johnny Depp. He said terrible things about him. And Johnny Depp, in my mind, is a good man. Nothing wrong with Johnny Depp. Amber Heard, on the other hand, awful. But Johnny, uh, Johnny Depp and um, Susan Boyle have both been defamed and treated badly by this awful man. And I think it is now time that the public were made aware that um, Mr. Wootton is not a friend of the people. He is a piece of nonsense that tells complete porky pies and i'm terribly sorry to say it i don't like mr Wooten. never met him I, I hope never to meet him i, I i'd rather i'd rather meet Rolf harris than meet dan wharton to be honest and you know they come from the same part of the area you know but i'd rather meet Rolf than meet dan wharton that says a lot
0: you got an interjection from Sean P who said that Johnny Depp was convicted in this country. What's your rebuttal to that, Matthew?
1: Um, no, the court case was won by Johnny Depp in this country.
0: I thought they were looking at it again. The judge. Um... Well, well,
1: Johnny Depp won. Get over it.
0: All right. Well, what did he specifically? What did Wotton say about Depp? You didn't. You didn't say.
1: Um, no. What did he call him? He called him a wife beater.
0: Right. Okay.
1: It was a libel case. Very clear. I support so, Johnny Depp. I am Team Johnny Depp. Okay. Do you want me to make it any clearer? No.
0: So, so Depp sued Wotton for libel and won. That's what you're saying.
1: Hmm. Depp is the uh, clear leader in this case, yes. Okay. Um, You know, Amber Heard lost in the UK. Amber Heard lost in the UK. She is a loser and she deserves to lose because she's a fake. The woman is off her rocker.
0: Let me just double check that because I thought that Heard.
1: No, um, the the case was lost. Um, No, the the case in the UK, the case was won by Johnny Depp.
0: So there's a lot of headlines. In in
1: America, it was different, but it was...
0: The headlines are saying that Depp lost in the UK, but won in the US.
1: Um, This is the
0: libel case against the Sun. There might be a, he might have had multiple cases. Perhaps that's why. Well, there were,
1: um, but, no, no, but um, no, I don't believe so. No.
0: All right. Well, let, let's move on to the allegations against Wooten, then, because oh. that's what this story. Okay, we'll is. talk about
1: Wootton, and I've written so, about Wooten today. So you're all welcome to read about what he what he said about poor old Susan Boyle, a lovely lady, you know, um, terrible the man's sick in the head
0: all right so he's he's been accused of tricking men by using fake identities online into sending him pictures in exchange he's, he's offering them tens of thousands of pounds to send pictures of them in compromising uh positions let's say well, what's what what what's his motivation to do that? Is he running some kind of MI five
1: um, blackmail scheme? It's all very strange, isn't it? Why on earth would you behave in such a fashion? It's totally illogical behavior, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, unless he
0: had some kind of motive.
1: What do you think the motive is?
0: Um, leverage over people
1: and um, where do you think the the leverage was
0: well if you target people who are high up in media and you get them and it's a case of they're idiots for sending anyone pictures of themselves i, I don't mm. feel sorry for them for these adults if kids get tricked into this i certainly feel sorry for them but adults um getting tricked off people offering money and you're high profile and you send pictures like that you need your head testing
1: but but who who in the story do you feel sorry for? Well, I don't feel sorry for any of them, Matthew. But but where do you think the story will go next then? Okay, I'm just. I feel I'm, sorry uh... for
0: Susan Boyle. I feel sorry for Johnny Depp. Oh, they that, that, are...
1: that's. There that, that are two people I totally agree with you, over. I don't agree about anyone else.
0: If you are high uh, up in media and someone's offering you tens of thousands for compromising pics, are you just going to let your greed take over and, and send okay. a random person online? Okay, so can
1: I interrupt? Uh, can I interject? Interject. 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 <laughs> so, you know, I know you like all this "can I interject" thing. Sure. So um, Susan Boyle, who is a woman who's never been, you know, on a date in her life because she's that's just her. She's just a woman that doesn't date. So. Why would she be doing such a thing? And Johnny Depp, a man who is honestly one of the quietest, most humblest people I've ever met. He's a bit like Omar Sharif. He's a quiet person. Neither of them are the kind of people who'd cause trouble for anybody. So leave them alone. People should leave those two alone and stop bullying them and bringing them into this ghastly story of this... Terrible people.
0: I didn't who, even know who Wooten was until recently. I don't. Well, no, remember. I knew a
1: lot of. I obviously I've known who Wooten was for years. Mr. Wooten is um, uh, Wooten or Wooten or whatever he calls himself. He's, oh he's he's the village psycho.
0: So he was born in New Zealand in 1983. Oh. He moved to the UK at age 21. he joined the news of the world in 2007 and was the showbiz editor from november 2008 until the rupert murdoch on paper shut in july 2011. in 2012 he rejoined news uk working for the sun as a columnist before joining itv as a showbiz reporter on the rain and i know andrew gold did something on him the other night andrew gold used to work for him at the sun
1: Well, poor Andrew Gold, I'm sorry to say anyone who would encounter him because I actually think he's one of, he's just a toxic, nasty person who bullied a lovely lady, Susan Boyle. And I wrote about him years ago because of what he said about Susan Boyle. And I think Susan Boyle, you know, the lady who, you know, my own grandmother and my own mother and everybody else, we all loved the voice. Of that lady Simon Cowell had to basically say sorry because that lady came on the screen and they went mm, ugly woman she's gonna be a disaster area she's gonna be awful she turned out to be the best thing they've ever had she's made them more money than anybody else she's a brilliant person and you know when she when she was, she they were they said, "Oh, well, you know, you ought to have a bigger house." She said, "No, the bigger house is just a rehearsing studio." <laughs> she goes, "I'd rather be in my own council house. That's where she's happy." Oh, God bless. She's her. a happy, ordinary lady with decency. She's got dignity. She's got grace. She's got everything that those people don't have. She is the most wonderful lady, kind-hearted, considerate, and decent. What have they got? They've got nothing.
0: So continuing this story then, Wooten was credited for breaking Megxit, as well as reporting on other high-profile stories, including the Philip Schofield scandal.
1: You know, it's nice that he links him it's nice that he links himself to Philip Schofield. There, there there's a connection that you should examine. If you want to go after a story, there's a real story. You know, these people are all a bit similar, aren't they? They're all a bit wicked wicked and weird. Doesn't mean they all did bad things, but it it's just why are they all why are they all friends? Very odd.
0: Because it's one incestuous club that we don't belong in, Matthew. I know, we're
1: not part of the club. And I don't want to be part of the club. Certainly not. Never, ever. I don't want to be part of their club. My God, that'd be awful. I'd feel sick.
0: All right, so... Let me just continue this article then. Both News UK, UK, by whom Wooten was formerly employed and the Mail Online's publisher have said they are looking into these new allegations against Wooten. Contacted by The Independent following the publication of the Byline Times report, Scotland Yard said in June 2023, the Metropolitan Police was contacted with regards to allegations of beep offences committed by a man. Officers are assessing information to establish whether any criminal offence has taken place. Well, may,
1: may, may I interject just there? Yes. So, um, what I shall say is the Byline Times, um, they have produced an article. Yes. They have an article about this matter. Um, Mr. Wotton is being, you know, as usual, himself. I'm moaning and groaning. But and he's going on, and he, he and the the GB News referenced um, people to uh, another article written by a thing called Political Light. Um, Political Light is the same organization that was involved with a lady you can't talk about who was involved with a certain member of the royal family and um, is in prison. Um, Political light is a discredited uh, bag of bilge that is totally irrelevant, that has no moral compass, that also is involved with a man called Jay Beecher, who I have utterly no respect for, and, you know, bring it on if he wants to talk to me i'm scared i'm not scared of him um bully boy Pete tactics don't work um i think that it's great in the world that good people can speak up because if good people don't speak up the inner, the, 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 the 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 victims will never ever be able to be protected and he is a bad person
0: so Wooten wouldn- has been trending on Twitter for days now, with posts on social media that make accusations against him, gaining millions of views. Shortly before his show, Tuesday night, The Guardian published a report which made similar allegations against Branning.
1: Well, Branning is the uh, is his pseudonym, allegedly. That's an allegation. That's an allegation. Ah.
0: They're alleging that he was faking the name Branning to do this photo thing for cash. Yeah, but that's an allegation.
1: That's an allegation. I, I don't know whether that's true or not, but um, my sources at the Daily Mail, and I, I've been up, I've been up 48 hours actually now, because um, I did a lot with people in Hollywood actually. Um, but this is the biggest story of the lot. And I can tell you this Browning connects to him. The allegation is there. And, you know, he has been connected to someone called Browning. And I actually admire the Twitterati for speaking out. I know people hate Twitter, but Twitter works sometimes. And in this case, I think it has. It shows what this man is up to. Um, whether it is proven to be true is another matter, but but Branning is a name that connects to this individual.
0: We've got a question from Sean College.
1: Okay, Matthew. more questions. Yes, i like lots of questions. Why not?
0: Matthew, and if got, anyone else has got any questions, wherever you are in the world watching this, put them in the chat. Matthew, has anything come out in the Australia or New Zealand news outlets in reference to Wooten, his hometown?
1: Um well I don't know. I'm terribly sorry not to be able to give Sean College an answer, but um yes, there should be questions asked of whether he's got connections. I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything local to him. All I hear is what he's done in um allegedly in england and what he's done in england involves various people and he's now trying to defame those people by saying that some of them are blackmailers in the past and well yeah but this is what happens in those kind of stories because if you're going to be involved in that kind of world i suppose you would meet some people who've Bad, seedy because, And he's going on about it on his own channel He talks about it And the way he talks about Oh, you know, I, I made mistakes in my past Well, open up, tell us your mistakes then, mister You know, who do you think you are? You're not above the law um, he, he He is, he's a hypocrite He's an absolute disgrace. I wouldn't trust him with a barge pole.
0: You've got a question from A-Nexus.
1: Yes, okay.
0: So, we have been distracted for several weeks by the takedowns of UK TV presenters. What's really going on behind the curtain that we're being distracted from?
1: I don't think we're being distracted from anything at all. I think it's time to take down these presenters, if that's what we're up to at the moment. So, no, I don't agree with A next sort of a particular moment.
0: Wasn't there something going on with Boris Johnson, though, Matthew, that you touched on?
1: Yeah, but I've talked But that, but that, that's also been talked about separately. That's a separate matter. That's nothing to do with these particular individuals. Um, you, you got a it, qu-
0: question, question from Laura? Yes. Matthew, did you see Dan last night facing the accusations?
1: Um, I did. I've watched the whole thing. Yes. Um, yes. My okay. answer to the, that's the, the question. What's What's the further question?
0: Just whether you watched it and perhaps your reaction.
1: My reaction to it? Um, I thought his eyes looked like he told lies.
0: You have got um, a statement from Honest, Sally here. Mm, yep. Do you want to co- comment on this statement from Sally?
1: Okay. So, so statement, byline times.
0: Byline Times is dropping more today on Dan Wooten, part two of a three-part expose. Okay. So might-
1: right there. Well, let me let me. Uh, I I've read it, and um, Byline Times is a publication that I have nothing to do with. Um, I've met the founders of it. I've had drinks with them at the Cheshire Cheese Pub in London. Um, They are of their own views. They're capable of telling their own stories. Um, Byline Times is a publication that um, is capable of deciding whatever they wish to, to, to share. They chose to share this story. Now, this story, I don't know what the truth of this story is. You don't know what the truth of the story is. They probably don't know what the truth of this story is, but they have their sources. Now, that's where we're at. Um, then we've got Dan Wootten's view of the story. He's entitled to his view of the story because, you know, he's a central part to it. So... This this whole thing with this um, this um, paper byline times is what it is. I don't know what comes next out of that byline times, but I I respect their way of reporting. I think their way of reporting has been curiously interesting, and I've enjoyed reading it and. Um, I don't know whether it's true, but that is what I, I've got in front of me, and I, I like their way of reporting. Now I don't agree necessarily with the outcome because who knows? Because the outcome could be completely different. But for the moment, I trust the byline Times, and I one love one. their, I love their, I love their person Peter Jukes
0: you got a question from Oshu Vox Podcast.
1: Um,
0: Matthew, do you think this grand pantomime of cancel culture has been created by government and big tech to distract us from the darker clandestine misdeeds?
1: Well, I don't like cancel culture, and I agree with the person about that, but I don't think this has particularly to do with it.
0: Well cancel culture is a way of controlling the narrative i believe by mm-hmm. the nwo all right so lady lulu bell matthew what do you think of all of the stories coming out now phil dan hugh i think she's asking if you've got any updates on hugh or phil
1: i do know if i've got a whole thing on the, all of them together um well i think it is time to reevaluate the way we behave. I don't think we can trust these people anymore. I think it is time that um, we have a new order. You know, I, it doesn't matter, but you know, um, for example, say, well, I'm not talking about my grandmother, but I would say, you know, why would they want to watch the coronation with you, Edwards, in charge of it anymore? It is time to move on. We need to move the narrative on and we need to move life on. And we need we need to choose some new people. Give, let's give some new people a chance. That would be wonderful. Let's have some younger people. Give them a chance. I think we've exhausted this horrible narrative.
0: Well, Seagull wants to know why they are all being exposed now—a whole gang of them—all of a sudden. Which is a good question, I think, because you know, with these allegations, whether they—if mm-hmm. they're true, like with Schofield, certain things were true and had been going on for years. We all knew about it years ago. Why is it open season all of a sudden, Matthew?
1: I don't know why they've suddenly come together, but the—it's—it's it's like the sun, the moon, and the earth. You know, sometimes. Things unite, don't they? They they come into the same place. But um I don't know why they've come together right now. I how would I know? But um but look, there are too many of them who've been up to no good, and it's about time the up to no good people were brought to justice.
0: Right, so Sean College said, Matthew, Sky News yesterday says Dan Wooten GB News host admits errors of judgment.
1: Well he did in his video, yes, clearly. He he said that in his past he'd made mistakes. He admitted that he wasn't entirely innocent of having made mistakes in his life. Now none of us are all you know innocent, I suppose, and but he 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 wanted to go on about it. The fact he wants to go on about it means he probably did a lot worse. He's a piece of tow rag. He's a piece of rubbish, and I can't stand him. I think he's a nasty woman, man who upsets that lovely lady, um, you know, Susan Boyle. Shame on him. He's a bully. Right. He's a bully, and I don't like a bully. I never ever like, in, in my, my granny always said to me, Always kick the bully where it hurts. you never let a bully win, so we're talking
0: about we're talking about errors of judgment. Let's go to his specific words and see exactly what he said mm. on g b news. Wooten said, these past few days, I have been the target of a smear campaign by nefarious players with an axe to grind well, that's, that, that,
1: that that interrupt that's an, that that's a stupid thing to say to begin.
0: I, like all fallible human beings, have made errors of judgment in the past.
1: Errors of judgment? Oh, lovely. But
0: the criminal allegations being made against me are simply untrue. I would like nothing more than to address those spurious claims. I could actually spend the next two hours doing so, but on the advice of my lawyers I cannot comment further. But... I have been thinking much over the past few days about the current state of social media, where any allegation can be made in an attempt to get someone cancelled, and it is impossible to defend yourself against thousands of trolls. He was coming on her with a lot of humility, he said. Being in the middle of this witch hunt has made me think a lot about the sort of journalist and broadcaster I aspire to be, one focused on the massive political threats facing this country, not on personal attacks.
1: There you go. It's just a tacky, torturing piece of rubbish. I'm sorry to say it's awful. Shame on him. He's mentally unhinged. I think he needs to seek a safe space. I think that would be the best place for him to go go away and go and, you know, go on. He he was very good at going on about that Caroline Flack when she died. I think it's time for him to go and seek his safe space. He's just a a pest. A petulant pest.
0: (laughs) KK is asking, what are the allegations? As far as I'm aware, there's allegations he was posing as somebody else and getting people high up in media to send them rude photos of themselves offering Um, them tens of thousands of pounds
1: um he offered money to the people allegedly but you know but i don't know whether he did or not but i don't care about that but i can't stand his posturing his posturing is pointless it just sums him up as a completely pointless prick the man should bog off
0: Sinead...
1: there you go. You wanted a bug off, so you got one.
0: <laughs> Sinead is asking, when are we going to start to do a phone in?
1: A phone in with who?
0: Like while people are watching us, they can phone in
1: and talk to us. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's possible. But, but well, but Sinead... Sinead's welcome to send a message, but I don't know. I don't know how to do a phone in. Do I look? Do I look like B? Do I look like um, the BT Oracle? The modern
0: day equivalent of a phone in Matthew is they join us on the screen. We put a link on the screen.
1: Oh, well, and they join know. us on the screen. Well, you know about all this. I don't. Um, it's nothing... How do you feel about that? I could be terrified. <laughs> I don't think that might suit me. That might be a little bit much, right? Please but I could try. Your... I, I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not being negative. It's just. I I, I think it's nice to talk to people via a letter. <laughs> yeah, but I you don't can't really. Do that while you're
0: live streaming, Matthew.
1: I know, but you're into live streaming. You're Mr. Live Streaming, but I'm a bit. I'm a bit more <laughs> quiet, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you put me on the screen, and I, I do answer. It's a bit hard work, you know, when I've got to answer all this
0: Please put your questions in for Matthew. We're bringing yes, Mel I'm running. I'm running
1: out. I'm running out of drink now, so I don't know what to do. We're bringing this... Mel K
0: in in 20 minutes to talk about The Sound of Freedom. Okay, well, Mel um, K, so good p- luck. Please put your questions... Then you can get rid
1: of me, thank God. The audience will be delighted.
0: We could bring you back tomorrow, Matthew, if you're up for it.
1: No, but the audience will be delighted to get rid of me. But there we go.
0: You're getting a lot of traffic, though. Um, so I'm sure climbs. I
1: do. Well, I don't know about that. I have absolutely no idea. Angelo has to deal with that. But um, we'll see what we do with him. But... Um, Anyway, here we are, so uh, happy days. My question,
0: Matthew, is are any of the other allegations against Hugh Edwards ever going to pan out?
1: Hmm. Well, I think Mr. Hugh Edwards has a lot of questions to answer, and I think also his wife. I have a lot of queries about the wife. Um, You know, she spoke out too quickly. That's my view.
0: And Schofield, is he going to relaunch?
1: He may try, but he won't get far. I think Schofield's buried. I think he's totally over. But again, you never know. He could find a way. People do a reinvest- But But, you know, okay. The, the, okay, let's go back to a serious case that you and I have talked about. A case that actually matters. Barrymore and Stuart Lubbock. Barrymore has never been able to really really reinvent. He's tried. He's done this big brother. He's done, you know, hanging around and the, the, all the rest of it. Didn't work out, did it? So, no. I think Schofield's career is over. I put him in the category of Barrymore. Could be Imagine proven what, wrong. You've been
0: asked for your views on James Stunt.
1: James Stunt. Well, um, he he is awaiting his retrial, and I haven't seen him in two years. So, uh, who who's asking this question? The New Frontier. Um, why are they asking that question? That's my question to them.
0: Well, they can so, put that in the chat.
1: Yeah, well I'd like to know why they are But I've I've told them their answer I wish James Stunt all the very best in his retrial I hope he does well Um, I have no personal problem with James Stunt But, you know, I haven't seen him personally For over nearly two years So please, whoever you are Stop hiding behind your little card And say who you really are And stop playing games You're boring Next
0: question is from Bravo Mike Delta. Yep. How many how many more pieces of torag do you think are out there in the media, Matthew?
1: Um, I think there are a number of others that will be exposed yet. Unfortunately. It's not pleasant and it's not nice, but um, no, I don't know. There will be other people who come out there who have done things and Sad, really, but I don't know who I don't know who they will be. You know how how am I meant? To, what am I meant to be? You know, what am I meant to be? The Oracle.
0: Yes, this was all said, um, Rob has You think I'm the voice. Oracle?
1: Do you? <laughs> oh Barrymore! Oh God, here we go.
0: Matthew, do you think Barrymore knows exactly what happened to Lubbock and by whom?
1: Um, well, obviously yeah, we've talked about this before, but. Um, I have to be very careful what I say, but in um in evidence, Mr. Barrymore has said that he knew that other people that he knew what they did that night, but it's up to them to decide what they say. so yes, Mr. Barrymore does know something, and I think that is utterly shameful. And disgraceful and utterly wrong nine people went to that party that night and eight of them left and I'm I've continually gone on about this I'm I'm one of the few Crusaders left on this you know poor old Mr. Terry Lubbock he he's dead and his daughter who you've met she she tries to talk about it and I I, I support her the lady is, you know, campaigner for justice. But why doesn't Mr. Barrymore just tell the truth? Come on, Barrymore, speak up, Barrymore. You're a coward. You're absolute cretin. You're a disgrace. You're a wrong I don't like you. I want you to tell the truth of what happened that evening. That is the truth. You know, you behave badly, Mr. Barrymore, because you lured those people to your house, the bungalow, and it's not a mansion. I hate people calling it a mansion. Um, and people were abused and they were treated badly and sexual activities occurred. And amongst those activities involved a door handle and a pool be. let let's, let's, let's No, be
0: careful. I'm going
1: to be very clear. and no, no, I'm being very specific. I'm not saying anything that is totally illegal. Um people were abused in that house and you claim mr barrymore to know that that other people knew what they did now there were nine people at that house allegedly so mr barrymore please finally tell the truth that's all i asked. i'm asking a very simple question it's not a, it's not a libelous question mr barrymore please tell the truth you were quite happy to take sixty thousand pounds from piers morgan to speak about it but you didn't you weren't happy to tell the truth about what you said you knew so please just tell the truth mr barrymore i thank you very much
0: next question do you think someone is covering up for barrymore i find it hard to believe but after the last
1: few weeks i don't know what to believe um, no one's covering up for Mr. Barrymore. Mr. Barrymore speaks for himself. But it is time Mr. Barrymore told the truth. That's all I wish to say about Mr. Barrymore.
0: Unknown Stuntman. Wooten is playing hard-nosed by staying on TV. Do you think he'll get away with this?
1: Um... We'll see what happens, but um, I think that Mr. Wooten deserves all the rough of hell for what he said about poor old Susan Boyle and lovely people like Johnny Depp. Uh, Shame on him.
0: All right, we have got Meghan Markle news. We can talk about Markle and Fergie.
1: Rose, yeah.
0: Production of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's future Netflix projects has become tough due to a Hollywood writers' strike. They released a six part documentary called Harry and Meghan last December, the first to emerge from the 80 million deal they struck with the network in 2020. Three weeks later, on New Year's Eve, they released their second Netflix production, Live to Lead which was about global leaders who have fought for social justice. I never watched that one, did you? Can't
1: say I did, but I'm, I'm not a big follower of all this nonsense.
0: Now, Megan and Harry are in talks to front a third Netflix documentary about humanitarian issues in South Africa, which will see them meeting local communities.
1: Well, good for them. Hope they enjoy it. What else am I meant to say?
0: But it's been tough due to the writer's strike
1: for them to proceed with the project. Well, it's nothing to do with the writer's strike that they are cancelled. It is to do with the fact that they are incompetent. They are both useless. They haven't achieved what they wanted for their employers. So their employers, well... No, if you if you don't make a return on your investment, what would you do? You'd walk away. Totally bonkers. They're talking as a... I don't need to say it. We
0: re employ the assets elsewhere.
1: Um, you know it, it is they are not they're not successful, they're not useful, they don't they don't produce, they're not their promises have turned out to be as much use as a pigeon. You know, they're totally, they may as well fly away. Terribly sorry, but they, they just don't work for anybody.
0: Matthew, do you think that they would be going to Africa if the cameras weren't following them around?
1: Um, they wouldn't go anywhere without the cameras following them around. That's them. Harry and Meghan are the camera couple.
0: Because we just interviewed Richard grannon about the narcissism mm. of Harry and Meghan.
1: But they belong. Um, but they belong behind the camera. They they like the camera. Of course they do. They love it.
0: A source told the Mail that cameras will follow the Sussexes as they visit compounds and share medical education with production set to be a combined project from Netflix and the couple's Archwell Foundation. Do you think the Archwell Foundation is going to come right, Matthew, or continue to be
1: sinister? Um, well, it doesn't seem to be able to keep its employees. That's a big problem. You know, 16 of them have left. That says something about the quality of the way they run their organization. Loyalty to who you work for, you know, in life is very important. Um, my relatives have always had people around them who have never left. It is very important to have someone who keeps your secrets, they don't have them, they're, they're useless. You know, Prince Charles and uh, Michael Fawcett, for example, there's a relationship. Okay, it's gone a bit wrong because there's been a bit of a scandal, but loyalty is always what matters. It, it, you know, if you get on with somebody, you stick with them. You and I, we've always got on. If we fall, you know, we haven't fallen out, and we stick together, and we, we do things together. But, you know, other people we've come across in our lives, like you've had rows with other people, and, you know, they turn on you and you stick with the person who's loyal, don't you? Absolutely. It doesn't matter whether you're a royal or a rotter. (laughs)
0: Loyalty
1: is key. Always (laughs) stick with your friends. Always be loyal. I will say that.
0: That's the key to success and happiness in life, is don't burn through people. Associate with loyal, good people, mm-hmm. and you will prosper and uh, Precisely. Have, have good mental health.
1: Precisely. I'm not criticizing. That's why I'm not criticizing. I just said it. I just, you know, stick with people who are loyal to you got a question
0: from lady lulu bell okay matthew do you think harry will be able to repair his relationship with william
1: well i don't know that's up to them but that's nothing to do with me but um i hope they can yes i really do
0: all right going back to the article then megan is particularly keen to share information about giving birth <laughs> safely with the women she meets in Africa. What do you think about that?
1: Well, Megan can keep doing whatever she wishes, but Megan Markle is just a toxic piece of toe rag. She's a bad person who has no moral compass, in my view. But, but look, you know, he, he he is desperately clinging on for the sake of his children, isn't he? Let's be honest. He wants to keep his children, and he doesn't know what to do, and he's fallen out with his, you know, his birth family. So he's clinging on to this lunatic woman, and she is a complete lunatic.
0: Get your questions in for Matthew Steeples now, please. Round them up, round them up. Don't oh, bog Oh golly off. gosh!
1: Oh golly gosh! What?
0: Question from Debbie Goulman. I'll need another what's drink the, in a moment. Debbie Gulman wants to know, what's the latest on Samantha Markle's lawsuit?
1: Um, well, that's for Samantha to tell you, but I believe her lawsuit is proceeding, so that's all I can tell you further on that. But, no, I hope I hope Samantha does well, because there's nothing wrong with Samantha. She's, she's a lady who's been dragged into a situation that she didn't choose to be part of, and... Um, I hope it ends well for her in a good way.
0: We've got a question from you, Matthew, but it looks a bit saucy, so I'm not gonna put it on the screen. I'll just paraphrase it. But well, it's on the
1: screen it's... already.
0: No, not that one. Um is Matthew aware of the hashtag prince of and then the No, word... uh, no no no, that's tacky. Disgusting. Okay.
1: Horribly raw. I, I just think that's tacky. I think you know that 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 comes from people who don't like um who, who love this Megan. Well, it's
0: just tacky,
1: horrible, disgusting. wrong. question
0: from question from Sally.
1: Sally, okay.
0: Matthew, why don't Fergie and Andrew just live in her new 5 million pound home in
1: Belgravia instead of squatting in Windsor Lodge? <laughs> Um, because that wouldn't suit their their agenda. They're greedy. They're greedy and needy. And I believe there's a new podcast out by this man Andrew Lowney. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, but he sent it to me today. So I urge you to perhaps have a listen to that, because he'd probably be grateful for a few listens. So I don't know, but I'm I, I I just don't like the woman, and I think she's tacky and needy and greedy. Andrew
0: Lowney's fantastic. We've had him on yep. a few times. And he wrote the book about Mount Batten.
1: Yeah, and I've also, I've also been speaking with Kirby Summers today, a lovely lady who we all support. And, you know, she, she exposed a lot of the stories in this case. And, and I wish her all the best and I hope she's doing well.
0: We've got 2,000 in the chat right now. A huge thank you to everyone. Please like, share, subscribe, help us with the algorithm and subscribe to The Steeple Times. positive energy do you like Samantha Markle
1: Matthew well that's kind of obvious and I am quite friendly with her yes (laughs) so the answer is a a, a huge yes um, if you want me to answer yes or a huge yes Samantha is an amazing
0: woman a strong woman very well versed Mm. in psychology we've had I'm not quite three... sure
1: why I was asked that question because it's ridiculous because I I was the one who introduced her to you.
0: We've had her on three times now so please check out those individual but Who
1: introduced I did introduce her to you so of Matthew... course I like her. Of course I like the lady. Well it's a silly question. Next stupid question from, question. from Alexandra <laughs> A moronic question, in fact I, I think that's stupid, Matthew,
0: what do you think of the pictures with Megan at the farmers' market? Keep up the good work
1: um I saw some pictures of her wandering around, just more more of her trying to show off like she normally does. She's the village idiot, ghastly, tacky, common.
0: we've got. <laughs> A question from Verona. Or well, did I study there.
1: at university? I studied I studied economics and geography at the university, the London the London uh, the LSE. So there we are. Simple. I've answered Agent, your question. I don't, why, why, I don't know why the question? I'm interested Agent, to know.
0: Agent Orange wants to know did <laughs> Meghan Markle put a spell
1: on Prince Harry? I don't think anyone put a spell on him, but he's just as he's just a, a drip. A deranged drip. He's useless. He's as much used as a chocolate teapot.
0: Debbie Goldman wants to know can either of us name a country that would welcome Harry and Meghan?
1: Um that's up to the country. I don't know. I couldn't answer that question. No. Terribly sorry, Debbie. It's a strange question, but um there you we know, go. I couldn't answer your question. i I I I wouldn't want them if I owned a country, no.
0: Question from Sean College.
1: Oh him again.
0: Matthew, Caroline Flack's ex was jailed for harassing Dan Wooten. What's your thoughts on this?
1: Um well he obviously made a mistake in what he said but um doesn't mean that some um, things said about this wooden, uh by other people weren't correct um it's a completely unconnected matter to other masses so um you know but it, it's very unfortunate the whole scene of the, the, the whole debacle but i I think that, you know, I don't have anything to do with this particular ex, so I don't know who he is having to do with me.
0: Okay, um, we're running out of time. Let's see. Uh, we've got Matt. Matthew, should the news be giving Harry and Meghan any airtime at
1: all, or should they just be ignoring them? Um, well, I think um, I think it's time to say goodbye to those two, Yes.
0: But they're not just going to go out, go quietly, are they, Matthew? She's the most good no, no, woman on the planet.
1: I'm not, no, but the question was, should we be giving airtime to them? But, no, if um, if um, they're going to be given airtime, that's a different... mat. that's a different question. Um, you, you you neglect the question. Um, the question is if they are to be given airtime, well, they should be given airtime for... The trouble they've caused, and that's about it, in my
0: view. Ne- Next question What uh, do you think of all this, Oprah, Megan, and her with children? I don't know if that's a coherent question, really.
1: um I don't really know. um Oprah, what, what's she going to do with it at this stage? I don't know. Bit, have they had a meeting? I don't know. I- I'm well, even Oprah,
0: even Oprah's started to distance, hasn't she, from them? No, but I, do, but I don't know
1: what the question is. It doesn't make sense. It's a question. I'm sorry. It doesn't. I shouldn't have read it.
0: Mitchell saying, have you ever had a pint in the punch bowl, Matthew? Thank you. The punch
1: bowl in Mayfair. I've had lunch there many times. I've had dinner there. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Madonna and Guy Ritchie and... Yeah, I've been there many times, and before they owned it, I went there when Michael Gove used to live around the corner, when he he was uh, living there with William Hague. Um, I know all about that pub. I've known that pub when it had, like, Indian carpets. I know that pub very well. I know all about that pub, like I know the Grenadier. Mm -hmm. And I hope you you readers will um, read my article about a young man who – who um, murdered a, but- a butler in Belgravia, and that's more interesting. And he killed someone around the corner from the Grenadier pub, which is now owned by Sir Jim Ratcliffe. Um, that's a more interesting story, I will tell you. So go and look at real interesting stories instead of silly old gossip.
0: Right. Looks like we're about to bring in the people from the Melkation. And here's after- Mario
1: Garcia. Um, we love Mario Garcia. I, um, we, I don't think we're going to be removing their titles, but we love Mario. Mario's a lovely gentleman.
0: Do you fancy doing a Royals and Rotters on Saturday afternoon again, part three? Oh,
1: gosh. Well, you want more with me? Well, I don't know who who knows where I'll be by then, but I could be in the vicinity. Well, we Well We may work something out.
0: All right, we're going to bring in the people from The Mel K Show. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they're just getting ready to get over to The Sound of Freedom. And put a one in the chat if you have watched The Sound of Freedom. Put a two in the chat if you have not watched The Sound of Freedom. And hopefully um, Matthew will get on top of that soon as well because it's a very important film when it comes to the welfare of children all right matthew we will okay, see well, you take care next time thank you check out matthew's links at the steeple time good luck
1: okay good luck and goodbye
0: cheerio my friend hey Hello. mel how's it going
2: it's going well i'm glad to be here lots of going on in the world chaos everywhere but uh glad to be with you sir
0: indeed i've just watched the sound of freedom and I was absolutely gripped from the beginning, but in a stomach-churning way, Um, the woman that went to watch it with me, 30 minutes in, she stood up and said, I can't watch this anymore, I can't stomach it anymore, but she was kind of frozen, and then she sat back down, and she said, but I can't stop watching it, what kind of an effect has it had on you, Mel?
2: Um, well, I actually first saw it three years ago um, with the filmmakers when they were trying to block it to come at, from coming out. And uh, a lot of people know that watch my show, that I had a horrible experience very early when I was very young in Hollywood myself, uh, dealing with these kind of people that are predators, elite predators, um, that um, basically have no respect for human life. And uh, they treat people like products and do not have any... Uh, remorse. So I was very happy to see it. I was a little surprised that people weren't putting together, you know, all the different pieces of the project, because for me, I, in my own experience, a big part of that was how they lure people in, how they lure in parents and children uh, in Hollywood, myself, my own horrible experience, but, you know, basically taking your talent or your desire to be a model or a singer or an actor or something like that. And they know full well what they're doing. They're pulling you in. And once they get you in, then it's kind of too late. And, and that's really what that showed. I thought it was really important for parents to understand that all these competitions out there and these modeling groups and these, oh, your kid's so talented and all of that is usually a red flag. That's really not how the world works.
0: Mel, so just to recap then for the viewers who are not familiar with your story, could you just firstly just you know say what, who you are, what your mission is, <laughs> and then perhaps we could talk about how they did reel you guys in.
2: Yeah. Um, Well, I am a, uh, I was a, um, I'm from, obviously I'm from Philadelphia, but I went to NYU. I I studied film. I was a filmmaker, a dramatic screenwriter. Uh, I also uh, dabbled in acting and and, uh, comedy and all of that. I actually had come across a lot of these people. I started very young in, in New York City. Um, I moved to Hollywood in my very early 20s, and um, shortly after that, I I had a little bit of success, very young, the agent, the manager, the whole thing, and uh, my story is that at some point, I got offered a project under false pretenses by a huge studio, Um, you know, they pick you up six in the morning, they take you to a set, they tell you, uh, you know, here's the wardrobe, here's this, and you're thinking, what is going on here? And next thing you know, you feel like you're being assaulted. You feel like this isn't what I signed up for. And they sit you in a room and they yell in your face that you will never work again. Get back on that set. You are not um, you will never work for this. It's a big, huge company that I was dealing with. And Sex in the City was their big show. So it was like, well, this is no different than that. And I'm being like, yes, it is different than that. You know, you'll go back out there. You'll never work again in the business. You'll never do this and that and the other thing. And at that point, you know, you're all crying and everything, you know, take this, the anti-deflamatory. I mean, there's thousands of people have this story. Uh, you know, if you get big enough in the industry, you'll have an agent or manager or a lawyer that can go clean up the mess. But, you know, after that experience, you know, then you are just demoralized, dehumanized. Somebody has that footage. You have no control over it. It doesn't matter what I signed. And uh, and, and thousands of people. And it was a real low after it took me many years to really get over that. And then, you know, later in life, there's the dark web that didn't exist at all. And I've dealt over the years with hundreds of women that have come to me that have that story. And what's really scary now is that now women go and they pursue that because when I was when that was, you know, 22 years ago for me. Well, there was no Internet. There was no Facebook. None of that existed. Now these girls have been lured in over all these years uh, through all their famous stars that have this has happened to them, believe me, um, that they now go out to OnlyFans or they go and they send videos or they do this nude modeling on on camera for money. They don't understand that when they're 45, 50, when they have kids, the web is still going to have it there. And 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 this is a problem. And I've had many people since Sound of Freedom come out because they know that I'm a big advocate for people that were sexually assaulted, especially in Hollywood, um, that are re-traumatized by this and how, how this project is also causing so much controversy. And and a lot of people are wondering where is the what happens after the rescue? Because that's what we need to know. Oh no.
0: Yeah, you're fine. Keep going. Oh, you're okay, fine.
2: oh, I thought the screen went off. Okay. And um and basically where I am now is that I um I have been dealing with people all week. I don't know what's happening here. I've been dealing yeah, you're with... fine.
0: We can we can hear you keep going.
2: Okay. I've been dealing with people since this came out that have gotten to me the, that have gotten to me and told me basically that you know they're re-traumatized by this and they want to know where the recovery side of this is and they don't realize that um oh, I'm back. And they don't realize that, um, you know, these people are real, that this story might be a story, but uh, the real story is the decades of recovery and uh, paying for it and everything else that is um, part of it. So, you know, we are in a place right now where this is coming to light. But we really have to understand that the porn industry and the um, sexual assault you know, all of this stuff is very insidious and it's gotten to a point where they've normalized it and, and it is a weapon and it is not what people think. And and that's why I, I am very happy about this movie coming out, but I hope people see the parallels to many of the things that you've reported over the last 10 years because there's many scenes in that movie that people better look at and understand are way more than they think.
0: Well said, Mel, and we salute your mission statement. Going back to your story, because you, you you gave an introduction to it. Uh, we're we're going to go about it triggering you uh, later on. You know how <laughs> yeah. how long did that horrific stuff happen to you? When did you get out of it? How do, how were you extricated from the situation?
2: Well, basically, um, that was just one day. It was a, a big network that uh, you know the biggest shows were Sopranos, Sex in the City. You're thinking, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, I just got off this movie, that movie. Your agent's like. Well, you know, it's the new Sex in the City. You know, this show's not out yet, whatever. And you're thinking, oh, well, and you read the script. There's no sex in that script. You know what I mean? You don't know that. You're 20 years old. You're thinking, okay, great. You know, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall can do it. I can do it. And uh, next thing you know, you're picked up. You're in a van. You're taken somewhere to a a soundstage. And you walk in there and you you know immediately this is not a good situation. And, you know, even the actor that was also brought in, we both looked at each other and thought, Oh my God. And then what happens, what a lot of people don't know about sex scenes, nude scenes, whatever, there's many people on the set, first of all. And then there's like a choreographer. So it's like, it's very dehumanizing and, and especially for somebody that didn't expect this. And I had signed all kinds of stuff. So you're thinking, well, this isn't allowed. And of course you're, you're clothed from the waist down, but that's not how they shoot it. And then, you know, I I personally felt like I was assaulted on that set. And, uh, of course, that's what they then have for their footage. But then I ran off and I I was crying and I was hysterical. And the producer literally came to my face and said, you better get back on the set or you will never work again. You will never work for this company or any other subsidiaries, which is some of the biggest studios. You will have to pay back the money that it cost to 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 shoot this episode. Because you were the guest star in the episode, which was a quirky, the, the comedy was like a quirky thing that sounded like a Sarah, Sandra Bullock script. And on top of that, that I would also have to, my agent, I call my agent, he will drop me and I'd have to pay what I was being paid to him. And, and then after that, you know, the makeup artist is so nice and like, don't worry about it. You Just go back on, you do what you can, just just finish the day, you'll be fine uh gives me you know anti-inflammatories for my eyes you know and you're there you're alone and uh after that i really was like a zombie i have to tell you and um there was no internet at the time i had a lawyer get involved after nothing they would do they would change my name right um but they wouldn't get rid of the episode um at the end of the day uh they didn't change my name and uh and I was 22 years old and that uh, haunted me for the rest of my life. And, and the truth of the matter is I've been very successful in other ways. I've written seven screenplays. I've done plenty of work outside of it, but every once in a while because of the dark web or anything else, you know, people come around. This was five hours of my life when I was 22 years old that will never go away. And this is why I, a lot of parents that I tell my story to send their children who are doing only fans or who are sending sex tapes or being filmed as you know, these, these, uh, behind they don't know who they're sending this stuff to, but it's even worse when it is on a Hollywood set. And I assure you most actresses that are famous now have a story just like mine. Okay. Cause it is part of some kind of grooming process. But that day I left there, I almost literally killed myself. I just like basically around the clock was in bed drinking. I, I mean, it was devastating because I actually did go to NYU. I did study. I, I, it took me 22 years to pay off those loans. And in one day, I felt like it was all destroyed. And um, so basically, I spent my entire life overdoing it, proving myself in every way. I'm involved in a lot of projects. But um, my mission has been, and I started, the Mel K show evolved into something else. But I really started it because in my later years, because of uh, what I did do and kept going, I started to see um, you know, things with children that you've talked about on this show. I know people who've gone to islands I am very aware of a lot of stuff that's gone on. Many things that you've reported, I can confirm from firsthand experience. And uh, the big thing was that a lot of people, because I was honest about it and tried to fight back, though unsuccessfully, people would seek me out. Um, me, uh, Kathy O'Brien as somebody else, too, that people seek out um, when this happens to them, especially when it happens to their daughters and, uh, and sons, unfortunately. Uh, that is the case, too. So for me, um, I hope Sound of Freedom opens the door, but I really hope people understand that the the industry is insidious. And then when Hollywood gets its hands on it, you know, you go on that set, somebody has that footage. And a lot of actresses and actors later in life uh, are surprised with an email or a text message with a picture of them when they were a child and abused uh, and taken advantage of. And we really have to fight back about this on a major scale. You know, we all know about the child stuff that is placed uh, to blackmail people and bribe people, but that child exists and is still out there. And uh, that's that's a big thing we have to remember is that every single time that that stuff is viewed, that person is re-traumatized and re-victimized. And um, the big, big focus should be on not just stopping that, but helping the people heal because I'm telling you, it's a lifelong process, even at as recently as doing the Mel K show, you know it'll come back to haunt me but i know that my mission is transparency truth and helping people heal and also you know i feel like my country is as sick as its secrets and it's it's time for those secrets to be revealed and uh that's how i feel about recovery and everything else
0: well said so are were any of these perpetrators across the industry ever put in prison for example harvey weinstein would he have been engaged in this kind of activity
2: A hundred percent, and I, you know, there's stories about Weinstein. I met with him at a hotel once. You know, I mean, Did it's, you? It's, Yeah, and it's normal. Oh God, like I've, that. Not, I've
0: not, I've not heard this one, Mel. What, what happened with Weinstein?
2: Oh yeah, a, a bunch of people. We were at the Polo Lounge in in Beverly Hills. It wasn't abnormal. People have to understand this wasn't abnormal. I know people who've gone to said island. You know, I know that this is real, and and that's that's the truth. And people can look at something. You know, from when I was a child, they don't know what I you know, in those years later, it really became I wasn't afraid of anyone, you know. So when I would see things happening, I would be one of the people that would call it out. But I've been in many situations with many Harvey Weinsteins, you know, and and he I feel like honestly, if you saw she said the movie, I feel like that was a straight up whitewash of what really goes on. And uh and the truth of the matter is that it is a predator pray atmosphere out there. And um, like I said, uh, every single actress that has made it, most of them have an experience like this. And it is all over their head at all times for their whole lives, hoping and praying that it never comes out. And there was a real normalization, as we all know, in the early 2000s, especially when the Paris Hilton and, and uh, Kardashian and uh, Lohan and all that stuff was happening with those girls. And they were making it like like these girls, like that was their lifestyle. I, I beg to differ. I, I think that there was a a mass grooming process going on for all people out of Hollywood that was happening. And and what I also know is that it really affected young men, young actors, were there were way more predators, I believe, going after young male actors. So, you know, in my experience, it's just people have to take a step back and understand that, you know, what you see eventually is, is usually not what happened, but that most people are not interested in doing this. And when they show up, it's often under false pretenses. Now there are people obviously that go do playboy or go into porn and all of that, but you know what, those people too, a lot of times uh, need compassion and healing and do eventually come out of that. But, you know, we really have to be aware that this is real and anyone out there in the media or elsewise that is acting as if it is not uh, really should be looked at because everyone in Hollywood, I'm telling you right now, I was to every award show for 12 years. I, I know lots of people. There are a lot of people that are right now. And I believe for the last three years have been terribly scared that they'd get a knock on their door because they are guilty and they are out there. And I keep, I see them all the time. And the truth of the matter is, I believe that uh, the time's up. And I think Sound of Freedom is the beginning of the end for the predatory class, especially in Hollywood and, and in the Hollywoods around the world.
0: Good, that's what we want. And you've got a question from Sean College. And viewers, if you've got a question for Mel K, wherever you're watching this in the world, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, put them in the chat and it'll come up on my screen. So Sean has said, Mel, Hollywood recently stated they are on strike, but we know that is BS. What's your, um, but what's your knowing of the statements?
2: well i'm i'm in those unions so uh what i will tell you is that first of all there is something uh odd going on with the timing of these strikes because uh hollywood lost a ton of uh, money during COVID, and then i also happen to know that the ccp put a lot of money into not just agencies and studios but production companies what i'm told is that the ccp took their money out of hollywood So there's a huge financial problem going on there. A lot of people do not know about the CCP's interactions with Hollywood over the last decade and a half as well, and the influence they've had uh, in terms of infiltrating culture as well. But on top of that, um, what is going on, I believe, is that the AI and technology uh, that is uh, very seriously working towards replacing um, a lot of different arts, um, a lot of the actors are not fully aware that um, AI and a lot of the big agencies, the big ones that I I call out a lot, um, they are making deals with AI companies to take uh, through the web, through scraping on the web and stuff, to take images and likenesses of famous and unfamous and and basically doing away with extras and one-line roles and all of that and doing everything through AI and CGI. But also at that point, they would really not need actors and only the actors that you already know will be fed into this A.I. So they're not doing anything with that. And then the whole advent of streaming has be, treats, basically writers and, and writing is not you can't when people say, oh, I'll just act or I'll just write. These are crafts for the, for the real artists. These are crafts that take decades You know, uh, there's all these new programs that came up during the BLM LGBTQ plus movement in Hollywood about 10 years ago that has now taken over the planet. But when that was starting, there were small programs, but usually it takes 10, 12 years to make it in any discipline, directing, acting, writing. So what they're talking about is basically eliminating that process and uh, streamlining it and um, getting rid of, of that to a certain extent. I fully believe that God gives talent. And that talent can never be replaced by anything, including AI. So I think that it's kind of a scare and we need to learn how to use AI for our benefit. But I do believe that the predatory class that only cares about money power uh, wants to replace the human element in Hollywood uh, for control. And um, and that is scary. And, and sell the likenesses of people, agents have been asking uh, big actors to um, make, make um, what I'm told is vaults. A.I. vaults of their likenesses and voices so that when they do commercials, say, for a brand of coffee in Italy, you know, many actors do that for money or a, a perfume ad in China. They don't even have to show up. <laughs> so at what point uh, is that is that completely it's just ungodly, soulless and, you know, heading more throwing on the arts that aren't already consumed by the devil totally at them, you know?
0: Sinead wants to know, are they getting rid of the badness, Mel?
2: Yeah, I believe so. I think that um, for at least what I know, a lot of people um, behind the scenes have been on the run. You notice people that are no longer in the press or showing up at award shows and all of that, that have uh, made alternative plans. I believe some people have even been taken down that you haven't seen there have also been quite a few suicides in Hollywood that aren't reported that are totally connected to everything that we talk that you talk about for years that I believe are fully connected to all of that. Um, and I do believe also, you know, the biggest thing in Hollywood, which also was a problem, Sound of Freedom, or a few films that I've worked on that have tried to tell the truth about history or CIA operations or whatever, is distribution. It is, the, is it the stranglehold of distribution. But because of shows like yours and other shows that have continued on and found ways to continue to speak the truth and tell the truth, that is also happening for film and TV and music and everything. So, what we are seeing is a decentralization. And a taking away of the powers by the elite oligarch billionaire class that is running everything on this planet right now and putting it in the hands of the people. I know that some of these models that are coming up, I know Mike Smith from Out of Shadows is creating one. I know, you know, Angel Studios has one. There's many others, Kevin Tour there's a lot of people that have been blacklisted from Hollywood, my good friend Roseanne, that are just done with it. They're going to just make their own stuff and they're going to find their own distribution channels. And you know what? If they get taken down because of the resilience of people like you and others, they're going to find another way to get it out there. And I believe that there's more hunger for truth, honesty, redemption, and good stories about good humanity and bettering ourselves than there are not. And they're going to get out there one way or another and replace the model that they have.
0: Claudia's asked whether you know anything about the rap community as part of SLEAZE?
2: Yeah, it's a huge problem there. Uh, I am not in that community, but I do know people that are and have been caught up in it. Um, A lot of people see the tattoos. Just look for the tattoos. I mean, listen, uh, everyone knows LeBron James prays to Satan before every game and the entire stadium of the Lakers fans cheer it on. So, you know, there's a humiliation ritual aspect to a lot of what happened, even with me, but with what happens to people in Hollywood, in music, in these videos. You think that these people are doing this because... You know, we've seen all the satanic stuff at the award shows or the, the blood sneakers. Are, a lot of these people are going being put through humiliation rituals, which is very, very sick, but it is part of the control mechanism. A lot of these people also, um, I have to tell you again, like I said, early on, their parents are, are, are schmoozed. They're brought into it a big way that they control people in Hollywood, especially in both music and and for big celebrities, is they get to the family members. So they're not just funding the the actor or actress or musician or rap star. They also get to the family. So now they're financially supporting the family members. And then they're financially supporting this person. And then they have 10 people handlers around them. And any single one of those people can be triggered at any time or cut off or whatever. I mean, it is... It's a spider web. And if you get caught in that spider web and, and you try to fight back like I once did as a, as a naive kid thinking they can't do this to me, uh, you will be <laughs> humiliated, if not destroyed. And I, I just want people to know there are the whole Me Too movement. God bless Rose McGowan. She's a true victim. But that movement was hijacked uh, by people that work at CAA and uh, and, and something called Time's Up. And um, and it was taken. And then all these people that have won Oscars and worked for decades with Weinstein and a lot of the worst predators that people do not know behind the scenes were then lauded as the Time's Up women and going out there. I will tell you, as being somebody who also went through recovery in Hollywood, uh, that there are way more suicides and alcoholics and drug addicts that come out of this world than people can ever imagine. Uh, I am lucky to have gotten out alive and, and have created a life for myself and had 17 years of success after. But I will tell you, that is not normal. And the failure rate in Hollywood, I would say, is 97 percent. So uh, people have to really understand. And if we if we decentralize it, if we keep pushing and if we keep making Films like Sound of Freedom and and there's many other ones coming out or um, out of shadows even should have gone that route. They didn't believe that they could do that at the time. And I believe Mike has a new movie coming out that will go that route. But we have to support independent filmmakers, independent musicians, independent artists, because the cancel culture can't work if the people show up. And uh, that is their power is distribution. And uh, we all have to support and uh, help fund and finance and find and promote projects that are for the good of mankind. Because when I went into filmmaking, and going to NYU as a kid, all I wanted to do was make movies, but I wanted to make movies that after that movie ended, people sat there for five minutes speechless and it changed their thinking about something important or changed them. And I think there's a lot more artists out there that would prefer to do that.
0: Mel, when you met Weinstein then, was it obvious what he was up to? Did he say anything untoward to you or did you see him doing anything vile?
2: No, because I honestly, the truth is, even though that happened to me on that set that one day, and we're talking about five hours of my life, the rest of my life had nothing to do with that. And until the dark web and the web showed up years later, you know, I kind of just acted like it didn't happen. Then you had to really deal with the trauma. But um, no. And I was lucky. One of the people that did help me a lot in my career in in New York and then later in L.A. was a big executive at a studio that was a friend of mine that had seen me in a play on broad off Broadway when I was at college and kind of championed me along the way. Well, he these I feel like he protected me from these people. So they knew that I was friends with this one man that was very is still very powerful and I never had that experience, but I had met all these people and they, they all were very nice to me. Like I said, I was invited every year basically to the Golden Globes parties and Vanity Fair parties and, and I lived in that world. So uh, I was also with for many, many years a very famous person myself. So I never had that, but I knew it. Everyone knew what, what happens. Everyone knows about, well, don't, I'll, you know, forget meeting me in the lobby at the Four Seasons. Just come to my suite. It's it'll be more intimate. We can really talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> and what happens there. But I will tell you, as as somebody who who was naive at the time, uh, a twenty year old, twenty two year old, twenty four year old actress with no no support system, a, a shady agent that just wants to make money and sell people like a stockbroker, uh, is going to encourage you to do that. And and you know, and I have to tell you something, which a lot of people will not admit because of this whole Me Too thing was was hijacked, and the whole believe all women. I I firmly know this to be true, that the women in Hollywood that are very powerful are as bad, if not worse, and and terrible to other women and set this stuff up and set up women. And it it is an insidious and it's a very small group at the very top, but it includes a lot of women. I have been privy to witches' covens of very famous women in Hollywood. So the whole model is a lie. And, and and you know, and it's the power to the people and to God and to people out there to be very honest with what they are paying for and to stop paying for it. And, and I will say, again, there are a lot of very good people in that industry, but a lot of very good people put up with a lot of evil because they just turn the other cheek or look the other way. The same reason I did, because they just want to work.
0: Which brings me back to Sound of Freedom. Look at the role of the model Wasn't she like a beauty uh, queen winner or something that the woman in Colombia who enticed, you know, the kids?
2: Yeah, I believe in real life she was a Miss um, Guadalajara somewhere. She was she was a, a beauty queen. That's a true story that she was a beauty queen in real life. And this happened to me very young in New York City. Uh, when I was very young and I was, uh, in, in school and I was studying and I was also at the time attempting to be a stand up comedian, but, uh, you know, around nineteen, twenty, people are coming up to you on the street. Like they want to set you up for a photo shoot or, or, you know, I want to do a screen test and, and you're, you're, you're even saying to your mom, Oh, your daughter's this or your son's that. And, and really entice that happened to me. It happens to have met millions of people all over the world. These competitions are not in America. I mean, Disney, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Um, America's Got Talent, whatever. You see these things, whether it's those companies or not, those kind of talent competitions are everywhere on planet Earth. And a lot of times they are this kind of situation where they are sucking people in or sucking in parents. Uh, And, you know, that was the hard thing at the end when I decided that I had to get out of there uh, because it was what was very covert in all Hollywood around two thousand and three, two thousand and four became very overt. But you you can only see so many young children with their managers at uh, parties in the Hollywood Hills, especially before the you know, cell phones are working up there and not realize that it has gone full satanic or demonic. you know, there was whole things. I know you've done shows on it, but there were people that worked at these networks that were putting out shows for children that were the worst predators of them all. And these young girls that are on these shows, on these networks, uh, you know, that have big backing by big studios were terribly abused. I mean, terribly. I, I know one for sure that's openly talked about it and now, you know, has embraced this lifestyle as Bella Thorne. Uh, you think her story's, you know, not common? That's how it happens. And sadly enough, a lot of parents are... are You know whether they're involved or not they are deceived into allowing it to happen and then hand over their child to a so-called manager or agent and don't realize you know that kid's never coming back the same
0: i just want to clarify this for the viewers then so the character in the sound of freedom is called gazelle she's based on a real person named kelly johanna suarez And in 2014, Operation Underground Railroad conducted its biggest rescue operation, Operation Triple Take, with three takedowns in three different Colombian cities to rescue these victims. Along with 123 survivors, 20 were arrested and now face charges for the heinous crimes. One of them was Kelly Johanna Suarez, a former beauty pageant queen. Right. And professional model in her early 20s known as Miss Cartagena. Her credentials and reputation in her hometown of Obrero, a poor neighborhood in the south of Cartagena, made her an effective recruiter of young girls and boys. Not only was she a successful model but she also appeared in a music video for a 20-time Latin Grammy award-winning Colombian musician which further boosted her status. Her trusted role as a leader in her impoverished community was also gained through her former beauty pageant experience and social work studies at Colegio Mayor de Bolivar. Any thoughts on that while I change my camera battery?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my thoughts on that are, don't forget, and we know this, you and I, from our experiences in the past, uh, a lot of times the victims become the predators. A lot of times the uh, people that were sucked into this world are the people that, um, then go out and recruit other people. You know, I, uh, I've done a lot of work since 2008 on the case in Palm beach. Cause that's where my, my parents are. And I, I lived down here on and off for decades. Uh, I know some of those girls and, and they didn't even necessarily think that they were doing something wrong at first that became the recruiters but this is very common and, and i want to say something and people have to understand this is very common for men too i i know and I, i'm not going to say who they are but both of them are dead but i know two, and not suicides dead by their own overdose or their own suicide not suicided like other people two big huge rock stars in hollywood that ended up dying very young incredibly talented people that were totally raped and passed around hollywood uh in the early years when uh, when they were found uh, one in seattle and, and one elsewhere and these were you know then they were portrayed as total drug addicts and alcoholics as many women that go through that are and that's not what happened they couldn't deal and then they self-medicate and um somebody like this woman is very typical that's some that's who recruits you that's who comes up to you on the street and says Oh, you got to come out for a photo shoot. you got such a good look. You're the perfect size, this and that. Or you have such a good voice, you know, or whatever. And, you know, they hand you off and you think they're your friend. Just like I said on the set I was on, uh, and I know that this is very common, the makeup artist becomes your friend right away when you realize you are on a set that you do not belong on, that this is not what was pitched to you by your agent. This is not what you signed up for. Uh, and then you're being threatened and you're crying and you're, this is very common. I, I've heard hundreds of stories but then the makeup artist is your friend, you know, and like, you know what, just calm down. You know, you sign something they're, they're going to cut it, you know, da, da, da. let me, this is how it happens. Don't worry. Uh, let me give you something to because so, you, for your anti-inflammatory, your eyes are all swollen. We want you to at least look good. You know, you got to finish. you signed a contract. I'm your friend. Well, whatever I took was not an anti-inflammatory. So you, you know, this is, those are the predators that makeup artist on that set was in on it you know, and, and that's what you have to know. And the one thing I do want to say to everyone, cause I didn't feel I could at the time you can leave. Okay. Cause they will tell you, you can't leave or they're going to go after you. You'll never work again. You'll have to pay us. We're going to sue you for hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, you're you can leave the one regret I will always have all my life is that I did not leave. I didn't know where I was, but I could have, I wish I had had the strength and ability and, and didn't take anything and walked out that door I didn't. And people have to trust their guts. But I am warning everyone now, if you have children doing OnlyFans or this model, a sexual modeling or are doing things on the internet, that footage is forever. And you will someday face that again, and you will be re-traumatized and people will not care what happened to you. They will invent what happened to you. And and that is my mission now is to make people understand that this is not a victimless crime and that usually the one victimizing the person is themselves and they don't even know it. And it's it's really, really. And it's a huge billion dollar business, just like everything else. And uh, I just really hope that people understand sound of freedom has to be the beginning. It can't just be a movie. It has to be and enough is enough on many levels, especially in saving and and also understanding victims' long uh, healing process on any level of any kind of uh, sexual work or exploitation or assault. It is a lifelong process, and we really need to end it as a society.
0: Yeah, watching The Sound of Freedom, by the end of it, it may be just want to get out there and and be like out there (laughs) taking some of these vile individuals down. It's a real... Inspirational in like a call to action way, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. And I have to tell you, there are heroes, and I've I've been lucky enough to have been in many rooms, especially in the years in Hollywood in recovery rooms, uh, with people who not only their story. My just like you know from your own experience, like our stories sound bad, but they're nothing compared to. I mean, there's horror stories. I just want people to know that everyone can heal. No matter what happened and come out of it better stronger braver with their head held high knowing that you know it, it does make you stronger and and that you can survive anything and and a lot of times people look at people like this that they're damaged goods, you know, that that is a big problem. You know, people say that they don't have the bias or whatever, um, especially if it's like somebody who was sucked into porn for years or couldn't get out of being an escort or couldn't get out of being, and that's male and female, or we're doing all kinds of, you know, playboy or whatever. And, and that's what was presented of them. And that's not who they are. And they've betrayed themselves and everything. There is so much healing and so much love and so many survivors and, and the survivors need to be able to speak out and to help other survivors, because just like recovering from drugs or alcohol or, you know, what gambling or whatever, the best person to help you heal is somebody who healed themselves. And, and I think that's really, really important to understand that uh, very few people that are in these situations walked into it eyes wide open. and uh, But uh, we really, really have to uh, champion um, the aftermath. A lot of people do come and find God or find Jesus or find, you know, whatever it is that takes them to a new place. But um, healing is so possible and honestly surpassing who you were before because of the experience. I've seen it happen hundreds of times and uh, people come out of, These horrible situations and exploitation and self-loathing and self-worth uh total champions not just for themselves but for others so I, i think we have to understand all those children that were rescued they start a long journey of recovery and healing and justice but some of them end up being the biggest champions for others
0: yeah the adults who manipulate young people into these situations need to have extremely long sentences which is something we're campaigning for And the men should have the cojones cut off or chemically adjusted, I think. Um, Have you had any correspondence with Tim Ballard or interviewed him?
2: Uh, I've I've had correspondence with him. I've known Jim for many years as well. And um, I do not know. I'm I'm friends with a couple people over there. I have not since this uh, uh, Angel Studios publicity situation, I really kind of taken a step back because, you know, I, I knew Jim and I, and we were, were friends. So I just was happy for him that he finally got out there because, uh, the persecution of Jim Caviezel was like nothing I had ever seen and knowing him personally, uh, and hearing the pain and everything that he went through, uh, for just trying to shine a light on something and how he was per- perceived. And, uh, again, he's not, not used to it because, uh, after passion of the Christ, there was a similar, attack. But, um, you know, I'm just very happy for Jim, especially uh, because he's a phenomenal actor and a very good person. And um, that is what I know and, and a good friend. So, um, you know, I, I don't know Jim, Tim very well, but it does appear that um, these guys are getting a lot of um, publicity and, and, and talking about this issue. And uh, that is a really good thing because I did watch um, Hollywood try to smush and trash and and destroy this movie and make it never come out. And there's other things out there and they're coming and, and they're not gonna be able to stop it because of us, because of people like you that are shining a light on it.
0: Well, I watched him do some interviews recently and there was something he said that broke my heart, almost brought tears to my eyes. He, he mentioned about every time he watched one of these videos that was he was assigned to watch so he could arrest the people watching them it seared a hole in his brain and he had over a thousand holes in his brain but there was one in particular he watched this child and during the act it was it looked like the child's body broke in half and I, I just oh my god I just even just saying that right now it's it's just yeah yeah It's a, it's you horrific isn't it
2: yeah, you know, uh, Mike Smith has, an, has a similar story from Out of Shadows about a therapist that told him that that's what she does for a living, is heal children in Hollywood that have been so badly assaulted that their bodies are are mangled. Um, yeah, and you really have to understand this. I do see people saying, you know, uh, different things about these guys, but I've talked to a couple of them that have gone on these um these missions and not just from uh this this time period. Uh I've been working also with Kathy O'Brien and, and other people uh and talked to many, many people who do this kind of work. Uh, a good friend of mine um did a documentary or she went to, you know, they have these area, these islands, but also other places. There's a whole tourism industry based around this. You know, what you see in the movie on that island is an industry you know, and, and this is a, a something people need to look at, uh, especially really in Indonesia, Thailand, on all those islands. Uh, there's a great, uh, Corey's digs has a great piece on um, uh, the islands that are all connected down there. It's not necessarily connected to this, but I would say that it is connected to this if you know what's going on on that chain of islands, Haiti and, uh, and um, you know, Dominican Republic and all of that. And there is a, there, listen, if there was not a A market for it, it wouldn't be happening. So, you know, we have to also remember that is really, really important. And the other thing is, if you see somebody that you think might be a victim, don't not do anything. Like don't not do anything, and you know what? I know a lot of people are having problems with the the hotline number. i I before my YouTube was was purged a, a few years ago. I did a whole show on that on that group and the international group and the and the Polaris and all of that and the Kane Institute and all this different stuff. It's all very you can dive into it whatever. What I've always been told is that find the local task force. With your local sheriff yes a lot of people especially i found this in west hollywood and other places there are people in law enforcement that unfortunately are are in on it or paid off or whatever but there are a lot of good people out there that are working these cases and um if you see something that you think is wrong or you think a woman is being trafficked or a child is being trafficked, especially with what's going on in America. We have they say eighty-five 000, I I'm hearing about three hundred thousand unaccompanied minors have been sucked into the interior of America and are not being tracked and traced. Uh, and people act like this isn't real. Well, we all went through the Boston scandal with the priest back in when the movie Spotlight was made about it. This isn't new that the cases, you know, um, Boy Scouts of America had paid eight hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, for this kind of stuff so if you are out there and you you've this movie moved you start looking for local groups uh there really really needs to be investment and funding for uh healing and recovery centers for these children and women and men that are sucked into this hellish world uh, that they feel like they can't get out of. And once they're in it, like I was threatened just in one day, there are people that are threatened all day, every day for years and can't get out. Just the R Kelly story alone should tell you all you need to know. Who do you think, you know what I mean? Like there's so much out there like this to even deny that it's true, but I would say um, for just to clarify, my, my, what I've always been told by victims and survivors and people even in, 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 in the industry, Hollywood or, or music or film or whatever, modeling, is go to local law enforcement, especially your local sheriff, and find the task force. Because those people that work on those task force have similar stories to Tim Ballard watching that stuff and have dealt with it. Um, I just had on Victor Avila, who was uh, a border patrol agent. He saved many, many people down there. So, uh, you know, everyone can do their part. People shouldn't be asking, what can I do? They should be seeking out what they actually can do locally because there's a lot that needs to be done.
0: You're getting asked by Gene Thornton if you know anything about actors getting cloned.
2: No, I've heard that story. If, if the people that, that they say are cloned are cloned, well, I've seen some of them and they are excellent clones. So in my opinion, I know nothing about that. If that, I wouldn't be surprised because people are in, truly insane to the level of you know, the transhuman stuff. So uh, I, I've never seen that. And if I have ever dealt with clones, I didn't know it. And they're excellent clones then.
0: Alana has asked, what about the school for girls that Oprah started in Africa where girls went pregnant and missing and they ended up tearing the school down?
2: Um, well, you know, there's been a lot dug into that. The biggest problem for me with Oprah is her relationship to John of God. Uh, I hope people know that when um, Lula and all that happened and they let people out in Brazil, John of God was was let out, but he was just recently rearrested, thank God. Uh, but these baby-making farms is a giant business. Uh, you know, I, I would say look into some of these... Uh, Actors and actresses who have gotten children, uh, you know, out of these baby making uh, operations. Um, uh, For me, I I don't know. I know Oprah is very open about her own abuse. Uh, And like I said, I don't I don't know. But I do know that there is a real concern about her relationship and her promotion of John of God and other things over the years. Uh, Nobody has ever asked her about it. Nobody's ever asked the Clintons about anything having to do with anything from Mena, Arkansas, all the way to, you know, their relationships with the people that have passed away in the last three, five years. So, you know, we're dealing with a group of people that seem untouchable that are all seem to travel in the same circle. So I certainly think people should be asking questions.
0: Yeah. I can't elaborate on that, but the viewers can find my book, Clinton, Bush and CIA conspiracies. All right, so the Blue Nomad has asked, can you ask Mel more about the Coven-based, powerful women of Hollywood setting up women to fail? Is that like with Evan, Rachel Wood type cases?
2: Yeah, it is like that. And, you know, whatever they want to say about the man that did that to her or any of the other girls, you know, he's he's, he's a famous one. There are many behind the scenes who are are way worse than that. to me in my experience i was invited to something with actresses everyone would know were there i was i was in that world for a while um and uh you know there is a there is a powerful group uh, a lot of them are lesbians uh that doesn't mean anything i'm just saying that they happen to be very powerful uh, a lesbian group of very powerful women in hollywood that's where i uh knew that this was going on i was invited to something else a dinner party a women's only dinner party where halfway through you know weird chanting's going on and what's weird is that they knew that i would be like what is happening here so i wasn't invited it's funny i'm very good friends with roseanne barr and we always laugh how like Mm -hmm. why weren't we invited but we know why we weren't invited (laughs) but i happened to have been at one where there was uh chanting there was crazy stuff going on. I believe that a lot of these women in this are blackmailed, but because they, you know, I think with the story of Nexium and DOS and all of that is a lot bigger than people think. And, and, you know, and, and it's very unfortunate. And uh, like I said, the, the best place to learn about this is when you actually go through recovery in Hollywood, because you will meet people that like, I, I always say on my show, my country is as sick as its secrets. Well, so are most people. And um, but um, there is uh, a, a occult, satanic, you know, type of uh, witches coven group that uh, does include very famous actresses. And I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg, if they were invited into that group and became that or they were in that group and became the actresses that they are now that because, you know, people have to realize there's thousands of actresses, but it appears that only 50 of them ever work. <laughs> yeah, so, that is weird.
0: We had an expert on and an author who said that Courtney Love was involved in a lot of stuff.
2: Would, have you ever looked at her? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I crossed paths with her in my past. I crossed paths with her very young on a movie set when I was, you know, nineteen years old. Um, look, I, like I'm saying, I think they get to a lot of these people very young, and like even with my own five hours of hell, I can tell you. Uh, drugs alcohol self-medication self-loathing shame guilt humiliation it's it's dangerous as anything else it is poison to the soul and i think a lot of people never recover never heal and therefore continue to uh abuse themselves and then end up abusing other people and uh you know i don't for when when i look at her i just think she never healed maybe now
0: what about britney spears you think she was mk altered
2: I think something terrible happened to Britney Spears. In fact, I, I know uh, quite a quite a bit about her past. But what I do think is that the entire "Free Britney" movement uh, is not clear on how damaged she is, and, and I really fear for her. I always I've said this for about ten years. I interacted with her about twelve years ago when she was in recovery. Very early on, she's been in and out her entire life. Um, but I think. Bad things happen to her very young. You know, the younger this stuff happens, the more damage it does. Uh, It can do damage forever. Uh, My feeling about her is that I feel like she's perpetually in danger and that she is not. um, Whatever happened to her, the whole movement behind her has in. I feel right now that she's in danger right now. And, and, you know, the whole free Britney thing, I'm happy that that happened. And there was really actually another person uh, that was covered that that was a manager of a lot of these girls that really should have been looked at. Um, People can look up who I'm talking about, but uh, had lots of connections with a lot of the girls with like I feel Paris Hilton was terribly abused as well. Like you just these aren't what what we are seeing, what they, they're they normalizing something after they've already created it, like the Hegelian dialectic that we all talk about with the, the UN World Economic Forum crazy people and the manipulators is, this is, a, a, a I believe it is a model for control of the masses through these actors and actresses that they, and musicians, that they terribly abuse and manipulate, and then there is a therapy that kind of and I know MK Ultra survivors, there's a few of them because they're supposed to be killed by 30, but one of them is a good friend of mine. And I will tell you that they do um, put them through different kind of therapy, this kind of month long. A lot of when you see, I know this for a fact, that when you see people that go in and out of rehab over and over, there's many people that if you think about, you can think of. I, I would say that that's not traditional rehab and that there is a lot of uh, suppressing of memories, suppressing of situations. There's a lot of drugs involved, whether people took them purposely or were given something to calm them down, or were, you know, slipped in their drinks. But there's a lot of um, Michael Aquino level MK Ultra mind control that goes into the manipulation of these actors and actresses and musicians. And then there's all the people in Playboy and in porn that you think they're there because they want to be wrong they're not. And a lot of those people. So, you know, there's a really ugly intertwining of psychiatry and psychology and mind control uh, that is inherent, is baked in the cake in uh, Hollywood. You know, I lived in Laurel Canyon. I I always felt like it was haunted. So uh, there's a lot going on there. And, um, you know, I've talked about it. My whole YouTube channel was taken down (laughs) because I was talking about it. I didn't know the code words back then. But the truth of the matter is that I wish more people would talk about it. You know, somebody who's been really brave is Leah Remini and her story is about one group, but I will assure you that at the very top, there are many groups including Satanic uh, and OTO and outwardly, you know, people that idolize very, very powerful people. Alistair Crowley is their, is their God openly. They will tell you that. And uh, at the very top, these people all interact together eyes wide shut style and, and there's clubs and You know, people just have to understand we got to take the power away from evil and give it back to real God given talented people to do good with it, because it has been seized from God and from the people, because all of us have that spark of talent and genius and God inside of us. And I believe that that is what they also go for. They don't go and destroy untalented people. It's usually the most talented people that that they really want to capture because they can get a lot farther like they talk about with the children they can use them multiple times well a truly talented artist or musician or actor uh that they control you know it's worth its weight in gold
0: next question is from jake what does mel think about hoax allegations such as those against marilyn manson
2: um i don't know what the true story is about marilyn manson i did talk to one of his uh accusers um but you know that's very common i know that there was a girl i can't remember her name um on twitter that was a big advocate and then it came out that she had a story similar to mine that was very i believe a hundred (laughs) percent because i know i lived it um and she was really really um thrown through the ringer um i think her name was uh elijah blue eliza blue or something um her story is very common this is not uncommon there are listen hollywood attracts predators It attracts predators praise, you know, go go watch like the movie, like um, the player or uh, swimming with sharks or whatever. These are these are very, very mild situations. But in my opinion, I I believe that there is a a top down. You know, we talk about the totalitarian. I say that our, our world and our country and certainly my country has been captured by a global elitist um, you know, oligarchy that are, are totalitarian in nature and want to control people as robots. Uh, and that is, it is, it is very bad there. And like I said, they don't just get the person, they usually get the family and, and the family and and the kids and everything. And then they get blackmail and the family and the kids and, you know, an actor's son is blackmailed or daughter is blackmailed. They're going to do anything. And And all these people, I'm just telling you, watch the people that go in and out of rehab over and over. These are not these are not healthy people. They are people, I believe, that are captured. And, and I feel for a lot of them, even the biggest celebrities I know uh, behind the scenes. And then there's all the ones that work for the cult, and they know exactly what they're doing. Those are the people that took the planes to the to the different places that we've talked about in the past and, and knew full well wh- where they were going and for what.
0: We're you're getting asked about Corey Feldman. Just let the viewers know. I did interview Corey Feldman about this stuff. And we had to take it off YouTube. Well, YouTube took it off. And I think my interviews on Rumble with Corey Feldman if people want to check that out. Have you got any thoughts on Corey?
2: Yeah, I think he's uh, a survivor, a big survivor. I think people should look back at uh, Corey Feldman's movies in the early 80s and 90s that we all watched as kids and wonder who was around them. Because a lot of those real predators are still out there today pretending that this doesn't exist. And I would say look at Corey Feldman's early movies and look at who produced them, who directed them, who wrote them. And uh, you will find uh, a lot of information there. But I think he's a he's and, and anyone that shoots him down. Look, uh, people have attacked me many times to do what Corey Feldman does is very brave. And I believe he lives with a lot of guilt because of what happened to Corey Haim. Um, I saw Corey Haim when they had the two shows the guy, the kid was a disaster, a mess. It was very clear that he had been passed around Hollywood. And um, like I said, a lot of people are and um, men and women. And they some of them end up being. You know, winning Oscars, most of them end up killing themselves or living a life of drugs, alcohol and recovery.
0: The question from I Love Animals, Mel, do you think it will come out about the tunnels? Apparently, there's a network under the Playboy Mansion.
2: Yeah, I do believe that will come out. I think a lot of people know about it. I know people that have written about it. I know that there's tunnels uh, in D.C. I know that there's tunnels in New York City. Um, yeah. And I think that these tunnels are, and there, there's a lot of tunnels underneath the border right now and have been there. So not only do, and yeah, I mean, you know, that too. So yeah, I believe this will come out, but, um, the truth is that what's in plain sight is, is needs to be addressed as well. I, I think those tunnel networks have already been infiltrated is, is what I'm, I'm pulled. Uh, but, um, yeah i mean that that's that's a very convenient way to move around cargo and to people that are predators human beings happen to be cargo
0: yeah and i watched a fascinating program about a guy who went down in the tunnels under london he ended up getting arrested but um what he discovered down there absolutely mind-blowing so eileen wants to know is this all new in hollywood or has it been going for years
2: from the beginning i mean all the way back uh, you know the stories if you really talk to people about marilyn monroe and and all of that there this has been this is this is baked in the cake it, you know it's the chicken or the egg who was there first um but also alistair crowley and his and anton Levey and michael Kino. i mean these were celebrities in hollywood these are some of the most dangerous people that have ever walked this earth and, um, you know, when I talk about Laurel Canyon or what went on there or what went on underneath there or, you know, there's this has been decades. And when I the, 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 the satanic follow people that follow Satan or the Knights of, uh, or the Templars or, you know, or any of the multiple cults out there or even the Manson family or any of that, that's all real. And you know why? Because people that are insecure, easily manipulated, that are, you know, artists, which tend to be very easily um, taken advantage of. uh, True talent is usually people that are very fragile. Um, And I, I think that it's a it's a breeding ground and hunting ground for that. And I yeah, I mean, this is not new. This has been going on since since there were, you know, films without. Talking, I mean, look, I'll go all the way back to Charlie Chaplin. Go to, you know, all these people. They, these stories have go on forever, but there's it's it's something about people treating human beings as products, you know, products. These these people are products. I was just a product. A lot of actors are just products, and uh, the system in Hollywood needs to be burned to the ground. Uh, you know what? It was even better, but people should look into the studio system before the current agency system if they want to see, you know. Um, I I used to love the DVDs, especially as a filmmaker myself, uh, where they had the, the director's commentary. But if you go back to that time, one of the greatest ones is, um, the director's commentary of LA confidential. But during the time of LA confidential, Uh, those years, the depravity and ugliness and sickness in Hollywood was at an all time high, I think worse than now. So, because there was no internet, there was no investigations, nobody knew, you know, and even, even when, when I was young in that, in that story about me, but there's thousands of others I I know about, there was no cell service in the Hollywood Hills, you know, no, you couldn't call a cab, you know, now there, now there's cell service and, and Ubers, but this is in the last 10 years you know before that many many a person you know go watch that movie mahal drive many a person has disappeared up in the hollywood hills never to be seen again so i mean this is not new
0: mel you're an amazing fascinating powerful speaker so well researched really appreciate you spending time with us thank you can you tell the viewers where they can find you and support you we have got your link tree uh, in the description box below this oh, video thanks.
2: Thank you. And I, and I do want to put a, I do, I've gotten a lot of emails recently from people that are being triggered that are survivors of both um, the industry and the also of uh, the the cargo trafficking side of all of that or assault. So I am always open. You can reach me on my website, show.com. If I can't help you, I can lead you to people that are reputable and can so uh if you if you want to tell me talk to me about you uh that is my mission uh, nobody can bring me down as long as i'm helping other people and uh i am at themelkshow.com. show.com i also want people to know that i really went out of my way to put together a free resource page there where you can follow the money all of this stuff, including what we're talking about with Hollywood and trafficking and everything else, is a small group of people. I have, I would say about 7,000 people that make money off of all of this, including the war and the Great Reset and the trafficking and the drugs and everything. Uh, Sean's written, <laughs> written books on it. But uh, as long as we know that we are the majority and that there are way more good people than bad And that we will uh, put this demon and this evil out in our lifetimes. Uh, That's all I care about. So thank you so much, Shauna Atwood. You have inspired me more than you could ever imagine. Your voice and your show has been uh, such comfort to me personally. And thank you so much.
0: Oh, that's great to hear, Mel. Thank you so much. And have an amazing rest of your day. Really appreciate you coming on. Cheers. Thank Thank you. Cheers. What an amazing woman. Wow. She put everything into such strong terminology to reveal what these people are doing around the world. And we commend Mel. Her links are in the description box below the video. So there's no Patreon section tonight because Ash has got food poisoning. And if you've not watched The Sound of Freedom, then you might not want to watch plot spoilers because i'm going to say about a little bit about what happened to this woman because we didn't quite finish it i talked about in the sound of freedom you've got gazelle the character the model who's enticing the kids getting their families to come and drop their kids off for modeling and acting opportunities the show starts with her telling the dad to come back at seven and he drops them off at five something like that When he comes back at 7, they're gone. He's pounding on the doors, pounding on the doors, pounding on the doors. And that is the moment your heart breaks in this movie for the dad. And your blood just boils here and out for the rest of the movie. As Tim Ballard enters the picture and tries to get the kids back. So, I finished off saying that she was a former beauty pageant worker. She's in music videos for grammy award-winning colombian musicians all this gave her status to do this but below the surface she was nothing short of a monster she used her good standing and credibility to lure kids from their families with promises of making them models instead she sold them into the booming beep trade of colombia a sickening network was finally blown by undercover O-U-R operatives, this is ourrescue.org, on the white sandy beaches of an island just a short boat ride away from Cartagena during Operation Triple Take. Officials began their initial investigation for Operation Triple Take the previous year following the movements of De Jesus as he frequently traveled back and forth between Cartagena and Miami. Authorities found the villains in this ring would spread BEEP! recordings of kids and acquire new clients using a system of taxi drivers within the country. Often the kids would be given illicit substances um, before being exploited. These criminals tried to sell a 11-year-old oh, I've got to be careful what I say here who was a virgin to a foreigner for a thousand dollars before the bust. When this information took OUR operatives to South America to investigate, they were introduced to Kelly Johanna Suarez through other members of the network, Suarez has pleaded not guilty and is awaiting the court's decision. However, her revolting crimes have been exposed and justice will be served. She's one of the main characters, one of the main villains in the movie. That's why I'm going over this, Sound of Freedom. But this is a sobering reminder, human transportation is an insidious crime that can happen anywhere and the transporters can be anyone. She was in music videos. This is mental... Disturbing as it may be, it's not uncommon for them to use their own industries to drive a wedge between, between families. They pose as innocent coaches or casting agents and convince the kids that they need to travel, starting with a short distance and then moving further away. And I hope parents who are watching this are taking notes because I've learned so much from these interviews. I was so naive to the the methods of the modeling industry. Um, Parents who want the best for their kids, take notes. Parents are reassured that all expenses will be paid and that their kid has the potential to become a star. Little do they know their love for their children is being weaponized against them. The villains create a false sense of trust and legitimacy luring the victims into their grasp. Don't ever let your guard down. Stay vigilant and protect your loved ones from these dangerous tactics. Operation triple take was a testament to the bravery and commitment of those who fight to end human transportation and save innocent lives. I'll put the link in the chat for these people because it is a very worthwhile cause. Now, If you think this can't happen in the UK, we recently did a series of interviews with Lee Marvin Hitchman and Kira out of Manchester. They came down to London to visit family members and they tell the story in the latest podcast we've done with them. While Kira is with the, 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 the child, the baby, she turns around momentarily... And when she turns around again, one of these transporters is almost got all the the seat where they fasten him in the seat open and is about to take the kid out of the seat. Her partner, Lee Marvin, suddenly gets bumped into by another one of the transporters to distract him who throws his hands up in the air and says, Welcome to London. They were seconds away from the kid getting snatched in London. This was just months ago. This stuff can happen absolutely anywhere. And they are vigilant people. There are professional people out there looking for you to take your eyes off your kid for one second. That's all it was, seconds. And they can be gone like that. And if you watch Sound of Freedom, it doesn't show what they're doing to the kids. But you know what they're doing to the kids. And it's the most evil crime on the planet. And these people need to be hunted down to be given life sentences. And this evil needs to be eradicated from the Earth. Thanks for watching Atwood Unleashed 107. I'll see when I can get steeples back and we've got um Sunday night we've got a guy who ended up killing a psychopath who his wife his ex wife started dating this psychopath the psychopath tried to kill him and in his own home and he shot him dead we've got that one coming on three hours long it starts out with the nine one one call it's brilliant Wade Williamson and then I think we've got a royal mess coming out on saturday uh night we might get some wedger out before the end of the week and on monday night we've got two english guys who ended up in a gang infested florida prison most of our streams podcasts go out seven eight at night i'll try and get steeples back on saturday to do uh, royals and rotters part three and thanks for all the well wishes for jen really appreciate that our big baby is going to be coming out within the month we reckon And if you've not subscribed to the Atwood family channel, we've actually got two videos up there now uh, where we're doing family content on the Atwood family channel. So, yep, get well soon, Ash. I think he's in bed. It's the middle of the night in the Philippines. So, much love and respect. Please like, share, subscribe, help us with the algorithm. Take care wherever you are in the world. Hope you're having a great day. Despite all the darkness.